0: What's an accomplishment-driven leader do with the opening days of school? How does that cultivate the very best version of me? A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to Season 5 of The Wheelhouse I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I'm delighted to again host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Moni, focused on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. In season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most serve our students by growing our people. In season four, we continued exploring ADL in this round table, thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. In this season, we'll continue to explore this new destination, how to talk about it, how to think about it, and how to bring your team with you as you depart on this journey. At Students Matter, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Good morning and welcome back to the wheelhouse. It's Grant Chandler with his good friends, Kathy Moni and Penny Brockway. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning to two of my favorite people.
0: It is a dark morning this morning, right? <laughs> As we said last week, it just I think the weather has contributed because where you know where we are is it's a little bit stormy and rainy, but it was dark this morning. I mean, you can clearly tell that it is August. So, hey, welcome back everybody. I wanted to talk about kind of extend our conversation from you know last week's episode the the very best version of me and i was you know just kind of struck by the lack overall like the overall the lack of attention that many many leaders give toward this very best version of me and i i want to like forget about the rules cuz the rules are different from state to state around you know this professional learning and the opening of school, but just really think about, you know, what would it what would it look like if an accomplishment driven leader at the at the district level had the luxury of planning whatever it looks like, you know, we, we won't necessarily call it professional learning, but you know, these opening weeks of school, these opening days, I should say, that so many educators dread. How would how can we reimagine those days that would help contribute toward this very best version of me and that would help educators sing that Christmas song, right? The most wonderful time of the year? because I know that when I was a teacher many years ago, I, I mean, I dreaded I dreaded those opening days for several reasons. One was, Oh my gosh, I knew that bad weather was coming, that this marked the end of summer weather. It marked the end of Grant got to do whatever he wanted to do, because that was over. <laughs> it always take, took me a day or two to adjust, even though I loved my job. But I also had to endure some stuff that was really awful at the same time. And so it was like this triple whammy of stuff that that ma- made for several days of, ugh, Right. I don't know how to spell that. So I'll just say it that way. (laughs) You know, I know there's a bunch of R's in there somewhere. So what does it, what, what, as we think about everything we've talked about with accomplishment driven leadership, what might it look like? What kind of moves would they make if we were creating something that would kind of result in that Christmas song? That's our topic for episode seven.
1: Yeah. Which is obviously very timely. And I'm thinking about my brain immediately goes to what it wouldn't look like. There you go. We we can start there. Right? Like That's what I'm seeing all over social media. So every, you know, been in education for over 22 years. And so know a lot of educators and there's a lot of, you know, (laughs) going on in regards to the thought about going back. And it's not because... Of going back to be reconnected with their students, with kids, any of that. It ab- everything I'm seeing is about. I don't want to go endure this professional learning. You know what the oh it's three days full of stuff that doesn't matter to me. What does that look like? And and you said it. It's different in every state as far as the requirements. It's different in every district. I think what it Currently, traditionally looks like, and what people dread is that it's all of us packed into a into an auditorium or in into a gym. um, Sometimes even without air conditioning, and of course we get really hot weather. And it's just a it's a bunch of stuff that we don't all necessarily need. It's catered to all, not each, and people just do their time.
2: So as you were asking that question, Grant, my mind went to, so if I were the leader of the district, what would I want people to feel like when these three days were over? Because I think how they feel, I mean, and sometimes some of it can be endured if in the end, (laughs) what, how we feel um, about the upcoming days with kids, um, overcomes it. But I was like, I'd want them to feel completely energized. And I'd want them to feel like they already knew a little bit, or maybe even more than a little bit, a lot about their students. Like they know those kids that are going to walk in the room as best you possibly could know them, even though they haven't been there yet. And so how could you do that, right? How do you generate that? And I think at the same time, generate that in a way where the adults grow closer, they lean on each other better. I'm thinking about the flower garden or the vegetable garden from last um last episode of uh, the very best version of me. And I'm thinking, how do you at the same time, that you help them know their students as best possible before they've probably met them. We know the reality is small districts, um, often you know the kids coming coming to you um, just by being in hallways with them and and common spaces with them or uh, sharing some, some time together in each other's classrooms, uh, being buddy readers and things like that. So we know some of that's real, but how do I really know them better than I did and I haven't met them yet? But how am I leaning on my garden partners and how are we growing also? Um, to strengthen our abilities. I, that's what I would want to be thinking about as I planned those days, however many those were, however many hours of work were to happen before students walked back in.
0: You know, in another lifetime, and I was thinking the same thing, Penny, um, from a slightly different perspective, but kind of the same idea. In another lifetime, I worked with um, Education Resource Strategies out of Watertown, Massachusetts. Uh and one of the things that they said in in th- they are responsible for kind of helping drive, you know, how do you use resources, time, people, and money to you know, get where you want to go. Um, uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing company. Um, I loved working with them when when I did, but one of the things that they said, which of course took got no traction anywhere, uh at least anywhere where I'm familiar, um, was this recommendation that um teachers spend you know they they used a week you know and I don't know where they they arbitrarily chose that or what but they were like you know the very best the very best way that we can or you know that we can prepare for students and prepare for a year is to really you know from a data perspective really come to understand who who is going to be sitting in my classroom in the coming year and you know so they said you know they, they recommended you know that districts use a week of time in, you know, August or whenever, because, you know, some schools start in August, which means you got to do it in July, right? Uh, To really give teachers the opportunity to really dig in and understand who their kids are from a data perspective. And then, of course, that then identifies need, right? Mm -hmm. And that should drive learning, right? In In a true PLC or whatever you want to call that term right then we would go wow these are th- this is what this group of kids this is what they need this is where they are this is what they need and what do i know in in terms of moving that moving those needs and what do i need to know right and so then that generates um uh, a direction for for professional learning at least for a small group of, of teachers who are working with a, a particular group of students. So that was certainly what was going on. as you were talking I was like, oh my gosh, I remember. I remember that almost a decade ago. Like I bet you not very many people do it, but I, almost a decade ago, would that make sense to, you know, wow, on the first day of school, not only might you know a kid from the hallway, right? From having seen them in the previous grade, but you might actually know a lot about their learning, right, and where they are before they even walk in. You do I mean, how much time do we spend, or how much time do we waste in that first month
2: getting to understand all of that? Right. And I think about the amount of data we have now, even compared to ten years ago. If that's a time frame that's um that's reasonable, but you know, I think about all of the social and emotional learning pieces that have um that have been developed or at least shared out with us um and um how we've taken that on in the last few years to be able to draw some data across the school year and to think how did a student start a year ago in their ability to see themselves as a learner or as social and where was their emotional state what did that data say and so what might i anticipate a student um, being like this year, headed into, yes, another year of maturity and growth and development, but they're that person who, when they start something that's new and unfamiliar in a way, what is that emotional response, right? What do they bring to the table? And how do I use what we're, we already have to help me paint that picture? I think it's very
1: interesting that the student perspective that that humanness these these young humans that are going to be showing up into classrooms isn't necessarily the priority of that learning right it's it's this afterthought which is just so curious to me um but i think we're so embedded in this way that we've always done it right mm-hmm. so an accomplishment driven leader isn't going to lead that time with with staff with principals with with teachers whomever uh, in in that way it's you know flipping that script to say we've we got to start with with the kids with the students and um, what does that look like then on the student perspective so if a student's coming in and a the teachers are already in completely enamored with with who that person is as a human. Then imagine how a student's going to feel that it's I'm I'm not a blank slate. I am coming with you know lots of different experiences and you know strengths and challenges. And you're gonna you're gonna meet me right out of the chute and honor that. I I just can't help but think that the ability to to truly build those relationships with students is going to be far greater honoring the fact that you know they didn't just come out of the womb <laughs> they've got a lot of life in in ways that maybe they hadn't been honored previously The reality is um what what if our, our district has a new, we have a new program. We have a new reading program that we've got to make sure that teachers understand because they're going to be responsible for that. We have we have this new initiative and that new initiative, and what is what does that look like to ensure that? Okay, we have such a limited time. That's what I know is going through a lot of people's minds right now. Yeah, that sounds sounds great. You know, the three of you just painting this picture. So, what does that look like to then? push through the fact that we have i mean i guess the the reality as i'm saying this is that an accomplishment driven leader would not be having all of these different new right i'm just like answering it myself as i'm saying that you know and under knowing that i wouldn't be bombarding the district the staff with all of this new so there i asked the question
2: answered it myself But I'd be thinking about these things, right? Because there is a time when something new comes on board. Agreed, right? Mm -hmm. But wow, I'd be thinking about what's the most necessary first piece of that? And how do I make it the tiniest of bites, recognizing that professional learning doesn't happen in an event. It happens every day, all day long (laughs) as it's supported. So what's the bigger picture of how I'm going to help this this new tool or this, this initiative, take it hold. What's that really look like? And boy, I wouldn't be thinking about it right now. I mean, I know we're talking about it now because we're on the cusp of beginning uh, the year, but this is a, this is a thought process last winter, right? Mm-hmm. Um You do unto others, you dump unto others if you're trying to think about these things in the last waning weeks of um, summer and uh, moving back into a new year. And what
0: many leaders do is they are responding to the requirements of their state legislatures, right? Mm -hmm. And they are checking a box because they have to, right? Right. They have to check the box. They have to provide whatever it is that they have to provide, and that varies from from state to state, right? But we haven't really given them the tools and the way to think differently, right? I mean, if you're if if you're if you're changing destination, then everything else changes as well, right? You can't you can't yeah. if you if your your traditional destination was to go to, you know, New York, and now you've switched it to Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm just picking you know, whatever, right? Then you got to go a different way. <laughs> right? You got to go a different way. And uh th- that means we change we change everything. And of course, in an, in a district that is run by accomplishment-driven leaders, every day is an opportunity to grow, not only for our kids, but for our educators themselves. And how do we then rethink we re- rethink this you know, and again, legislatures don't help us because they, they think that professional learning is an event, right? It's a, it's a number of hours, right? And you, you gotta, you gotta do that, but we know differently, right? We know di- it is not an event. It's, it's what we do on a, on a every, on a daily basis, on a daily basis. And it's not just should never be about clock hours, right? No, the when the we minute we make it the- clock hours, the, nobody wants to go
2: when we think about the professional learning design um you know the learning together framework grant and you oh. it's never even professional learning until it's taken to the classroom till it's taken to the building till it's taken to a student and it's used and understood better through watching and observing and I always say it's a gift given that has to be unpacked and then you have to unpack it and use it to know the value of it and to know the strength and to know what works best for you within that package and what you have to lean on the heaviest and what, what is more natural for you. And that's different in the person in the next classroom, Um, same package, but how we put it into practice depends so much on who we are as an individual and, and how it, how we understand the students in our classroom and how we best reach them. And so professional development can never be at its best until it's lived out day by day by day and grows into, into whatever that new learning is supposed to be for the sake of those students in front of you.
0: Because it then manifests itself in a change in practice. You mentioned the Learning Together Academy so I'll just you know just one of the big surprises I guess I would say that educators have when they come to the to the um Learning Together Academy is that the goal is change of practice. Everything it's not just it's not just a cute little video, right, that you can turn on and walk away. What we ask you to do actually leads toward a change in practice. And that is that is surprising to some people. It is daunting to some people because they are used to just, and again, it's because this is what we've done to them. They have they're used to just putting in their time, right? I just need to put in my time because I'll get this little certificate that'll say I did my six hours, my 10 hours, my 15 hours, whatever it is. And it's like, you know, I don't really give a rip <laughs> about time. I don't care. I care about change in practice, right? What do you what do you need to change practice? And how is that change in practice aligned to student need? And you won't you can't do that if you don't deeply understand student need.
2: And the frustration when you've spent time learning something new, yet you return to your daily routines with the same barriers with those barriers never supported differently, never shifted, let alone moved, right? Um that's really frustrating and that's probably why there's a lot of angst this time of year going back. I'm going to go through all that, but nothing's going to change in my classroom um unless I do it all by myself. I think that's that's the add on, the unless because there's many educators who do and they dive in by themselves to change the course of what they do independently for their classroom.
0: So I realize that this episode will drop on Tuesday, August 8th, and that for most people who would be listening, your 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 beginning of the school year plans are already firmly in place and you can't change them. <laughs> right? You it's too late. It's too late to rethink what you're doing now in August of 2023. But I'm put us all on the spot for a moment, and I want us to think about three recommendations that we would make as accomplishment-driven leaders to people listening for August or July, depending on when your district when when school starts, right? Because it's different all over the country. But what are three recommendations we would make for next year?
2: Immediately, I'm like eyes wide open. Watch right now how your people return and what it is you are doing, because it is in motion. It's already set. What is that looking like? How is that impacting? Take notes, write it down, provide for yourself a way to reflect on this year and then having that picture of what was the reality of this year. How do I want that to adjust? What would be my next step to change that? That would be my number one recommendation right now. A good one. There's number one. Number yeah. two, Kathy I think
1: the, the second is really connected to that, which is within that reflection. It's where, where are the students? And so how are we ensuring that students are at the forefront of the work that we're doing? So what is, what does that really look like to ensure that that's where we're spending our time? And the
0: third know. would be to concentrate. On The toolkit and give people learning that they need aligned to student need that can change practice. Don't stay up here in the theoretical, right? Give them something that they can use to change practice in ways that are aligned to student need. And that may, we will arrive where people might say it is the most wonderful time of the year. That wraps up our episode. We'll see you next week. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 5 drop every Tuesday beginning June 20th and running through August 22nd. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online series of four courses exploring accomplishment-driven leadership, Or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Mastodon and, of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify. And it can be also found on many other places where you can get your podcasts or on our website at Captivate. And that's https forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse.captivate.fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continually enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable as hard work. But being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got this.